There's a Navy SEAL by the name of David Goggins. He's an ultra-marathon runner. He's considered by many to be among the world's best ultra-endurance athletes. So there was this time where he ran this ultra-marathon, and it was a fundraiser, and there were some groups that were there to run these marathons, and he ran it all by himself, broke all the bones in his feet. And there was an individual there who uh, happened to be a rich guy, and he saw David Goggins' work ethic and just saw it just off the charts, and he wanted to get trained by him. And so he invited this guy, David Goggins, to come live with him to get trained by him. And so Goggins said to him, I'll do it, but you have to do everything I say or I'm leaving. And so the rich guy submitted, and so their first training session, David Goggins asked the guy to start doing some pull-ups, and the guy got to five. He maxed out at five, and he said, give me one more. Give it all you have. And he one or two more pull-ups. And he said, I'm not going anywhere until we get to 100. So he pushed him and pushed him and pushed him and allowed him to do things that he never thought he was able to do. But he did it because he was surrendered to what David Goggins had asked. And what we find in that story is until he surrendered, he wasn't able to experience all that was available to him. My name is Ernie. And my name is Stephen. And this is Devout, an invitation to pause and set our mind on things above. And today we continue with our discussion of the Lord's Prayer, and we focus in on four words, your will be done. This is a challenging call to surrender. Lordship is is a tough topic, and this is a call to surrender and a challenge for us to step off of the throne and put God back on the throne. And so I think it's worth talking a little bit about why. Why does God call us to surrender, and why does it make sense for us? And the first part of that is pretty simple. Well, It makes sense because that's what God tells us to do. And God is in charge and we are not. So there's just a fundamental, simple element of obedience here in saying your will be done. But there's more than that as well. And I think understanding that helps me realize why it it makes more sense to tell God your will be done. It's the same reason it made sense for the rich guy to tell David Goggins, you're in control. And it's because God is not only all-knowing, and has a much better plan for us. And it's because God is not only all-knowing and he knows all the variables and all the scenarios and he's smarter than we are, but it's also because he loves us. And that means that he has our best interest in mind. If we really believe that God is all-knowing and all-wise and that he loves us and therefore that he has our best interest in mind, then even if we're focused just on ourselves, it's actually best for us to trust him. We shouldn't hold on to our own plans because we should remember that God's plans are smarter than mine and they're rooted in his love for me. Why would we think that we know what's best? We should acknowledge just like the rich guy did that, hey, this David Goggins guy, he knows how to achieve the goal. The goal in that case was to get in shape, to push his body farther than he ever thought possible. The goal for us is to bring glory to God as well as to find peace. And when we tell God, your will be done, we step off the throne, of course that brings glory to God, but it's also the path to peace. This feels like a paradox. We have to give up control in order to have peace. It's it's totally contrary to how the world thinks and how the world works. The world thinks I must micromanage everything so that I know it'll turn out well for me. But God's calculus is fundamentally different. Yeah, I mean, we think we know best. We all have those experiences when we have a job opportunity or a relationship or a house we want. And we pray and we pray, having no idea what the full picture is. And we're devastated when it doesn't happen. 
And the invitation is to is to trust. It doesn't mean we don't ask. It doesn't mean we don't sit back and just live silently. Jesus speaks to that throughout Matthew 6. But the invitation is to trust God, to lean not on our own understanding, to put our hope and our trust in the God who is all-knowing, all-powerful, and is working all things together for good of those who love him. And so I think it's relevant for us because the reality is that we all experience this. We all have those disappointments in our life where we have this crossroads of, do I trust in my own will or do I trust in God's will? And I think Tim Keller sums it up well. He says this, unless we are profoundly certain God is our father, we will never be able to say thy will be done. If we can't say thy will be done from the bottom of our hearts, we will never know any peace. We will feel compelled to try to control people and control our environment and make things the way we believe they ought to be. And that's the thing for us is that we have to come to grips as we come to these four words, your will be done, to believe that we don't know what's best. We don't know what's best for our family. We don't know what's best for our relationships. We don't know what's best for our job. We don't know what's best when it comes to which house we should live in. We should seek those things for sure. We shouldn't just wait for a word from heaven. But in the same way, when things don't turn out the way we want them to, we ought to lean into God and surrender our lives to the loving Father who cares for us and who holds all things together and to trust that his ways are better than ours. Like you said, it's critical to remember who we're surrendering to, and that is our loving Father, our all-wise Father. This notion of surrender, I think it's tough because we often think about surrendering to the Lord or surrendering to a king, and often we don't have good perceptions of a king or a lord. Often we think of someone who's spoiled, you know, who doesn't really work. They just live an extravagant life on the backs of the people. So of course we don't want to surrender to that type of person. The concept of lordship and surrender is hard enough because we simply want to be in control and we want to call our own shots. But if we could really understand who we're surrendering to, God our Father, if we could really understand how God loves us, how he truly knows what's best for us, and how he wants what is best, then we would trust him and we would surrender in a different way. Jesus practiced what he preached to us. The Garden of Gethsemane, the night before he died, he cries out sweating blood and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he goes on, he says, Take this cup from me, not my will, your will be done. I mean, he had no clue the amount of pain and intensity of the wrath of God that he was about to bear for us. And part of him could have just said peace, like I want my will to be done. And the other part, which was the better part for him, he knew that what was best for him was to lean into his father, to trust that his father was good and that he knew what was best. And so he let go and he trusted his father. And I think for us today in this moment as we close our time, the invitation is twofold. It's not that God doesn't say don't ask. He doesn't want us to be shy, but he also doesn't want us to be proud and thinking that we know what's best. To be confident that God is wiser, that he knows what's best, and that he cares for us. And so for you today, I don't know what it is for you, but my encouragement would be to check your heart. Are there areas in your life where you believe that you know what's best and you're trying to control God and it's leading you to anxiety and worry? Or is God inviting you to let go and trust in his will? And in that place, he'll give you peace. I encourage you to surrender and to trust in him today. We'll see you next time.